the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Wick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. And, of course, you're welcome to call us at 210-308-8867. Uh, everybody. Is, it's a beautiful day. Why not, everybody? Oh, I was just uh, thinking of so, uh, you had that automatic cuts people, certain people off. and then Oh, <laughs> sh- sh- she doesn't know. Oh. Um, Anyway, look at all the people around the corn stand over there. Yeah, I think that's where everybody is. <laughs> now, I was going to get some corn today. Uh-huh. Can you eat that now? Uh-huh. Is that, you I think said, that's, you said that's okay for you, huh? Yeah. I, th- I think the, that question I said it was okay harkens back to the can you freeze it. <laughs> yeah. Can I eat it? Sure, watch me eat it. Should I eat it? Uh, that's the question well, you should have I was going to get her here. Uh-huh. It is good corn. It's I very had, good corn. And so I've got, I checked my sugars while I, when I pulled up. I decided not to get one. Oh, dear. They were high. Okay. So I took a shot and. Uh, What'd you have I before you came over here? a shot? What, Irish whiskey or what? <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had something that was sweet, Milton, before oh. I came over here. And I have to admit, I did have a couple of bites, a couple of mouthfuls mm-hmm. of that caramel corn that uh, oh man that you two that, gave me. That, oh, that we gonna, gave he's Jeremy. He's going to blame us, yeah. Who was going to give to Jeremy? We yeah, we gave to Jeremy. I was taking it to him. Uh-huh. But I kept forgetting it in the truck. Uh huh. Then I'd get in the truck and. It would call my name, Milton. I yeah. never heard. Yeah, I'd use the... caramel corn. Oh, both call. of you guys are just unreliable when anything gets near your vehicles. <laughs> yeah, Milton, uh, pesticides stay there forever. Uh, there yeah. you go. And Jerry, but it got uh, rid of all the fleas. Yeah, <laughs> I was see what he doesn't remember was he's putting he's putting this. He was doing a nice thing for me, putting it in the trunk for me. There you go. And then the hose came off and it sprayed all this malathy <laughs> on everywhere. <laughs> and he, but he was not bothered by bugs for quite a no, while. No, no. And it, it cleared cleared up the uh, lice in his hair. You ever had lice in your hair? Remember? No. See, that's good. You know, rutabaga. So uh, you could have had a rutabaga in the car, and could, then you could have enjoyed the uh, the corn. Well, they're low glycemic. I found out. Uh, I've got good news. Oh There's, gosh. Uh, 
two flats of lower bush left out there. Oh, but good. We saw saw somebody buying them the other day, but there's only two flats left, and there's not. Uh, I mean, they're in uh, super six packs. So uh, this is it. <laughs> but they're blooming. They're they're in bloom over there with large I'm, blooms. I actually had a harder time keeping mine alive. Those the ones I bought oh. than, I, than I expected. Oh. Uh, I knew, you know, I kind of spread them all out. Uh, yeah. In the garden, uh, there's, you know, some in the citrus squares and some in cut flower, and a, but. Uh, They're a wildflower, uh, Calvin. You shouldn't have trouble keeping. Well, them alive. but they also have a, a lot of foliage. Yeah, that's true. So you got you got to make sure you press them in there and get that soil in there, and they they they've got enough root system with those. Uh, uh, that's nice six, six yeah, packs. Yeah. It's just a matter of... And you've got to keep them moist yeah. until they get established. Now it's a, when they start uh, reseeding, I think most gardeners will find that they're pretty invincible. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the roots are right. <laughs> they originated right where they're growing. But yeah. when you put in a, a one with all that foliage <laughs> and even some blooms, you and they're, pretty. Sure they're pressed well, in. I mean, they're pretty, but, yeah, yeah you're right. But, uh, and I also uh, brought this little... Yeah, what example, was that about? You got an example of a of a blue bonnet up here, and uh, like Milton says, it's it's got a uh, it's got green leaves, big green leaves, uh, which are the first to come up. But now it's putting out lots of yellow leaves right in the center, and uh, and a bunch of them. All the leaves that are being generated now are yellow. So they're not any kind of pest on them. Here. No, there's no pest on them, and uh, it, it this occurs in about uh, half a percent of the population. Hmm. Now we never see it, uh, and you can't green it up. No way can you green it. We tried. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, Why don't we? We should give him the Milton, and we could blame him. There you go. I mean that's a <laughs> thanks, Kevin. <Kevin. laughs> but. These uh, you never see these in the wild because they die after after they they can't sustain this. Uh, mm. Isn't that strange? There, yeah. No, no chlorophyll in there. No chlorophyll. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they don't make any energy. <laughs> so uh, they eventually die. Now we we didn't know this or start seeing this until we start growing transplants. Uh huh. Well, and that, every and you when you grow transplants, you see every seed. Yeah, that's right. Which is every seed is different. Now, if you're a, just a gardener, and you, you could go through that whole list, that, yeah, just yeah. like I did, kind of. You think pests? There must be some kind of pests. <laughs> yeah, looks uh, looks a little bit like uh, one of the sucking insects or something. <laughs> And but uh, you, that's the benefit of having ex- experience with yeah. those, those seeds. Well, we did. <laughs> we went through that list you're talking about about fifteen, twenty years ago when when we first saw this, because we figured it was the growing operations had not put something in there, 
but uh, the de- the giveaway the, the is the fertilizer it's, it's, didn't work. Yeah, the fertilizer didn't work. The giveaway is it's a very small percentage of the population. But anyway, I just brought that. Well, we can't okay. give that to Milton. Oh. <laughs> and also, <laughs> yeah, this morning. Should I give the phone number out real quick? Yeah, sure? go ahead. Two, I, I knew something was missing. Yeah, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867 to give us a call and talk about your gardening uh, with us on this Halloween day. What else you got now? Uh, uh-oh. Oh, okay. Uh, the, uh, we Yesterday, Calvin and I, we, we were talking about... Uh, Neil Sperry's question and answer that he got about uh, buffalo grass. And uh, we couldn't think of the original. Uh, I mean, the name of the original. It's back there on my yeah, of my tongue. Yeah. But now, I, now I've... <laughs> what is it? So, luckily... I, I now know why I did plantanswers.com. Oh, so you could remember everything? So I could do a search on it and find out what I've forgotten. <laughs> and so the the one we were trying to think of is 609 Buffalo. The original Buffalo uh, was Prairie. That's, was Prairie that's the one I couldn't remember. Is that right? Now, when you, man- when you, man- you mentioned both of them. Yeah, 609 was the improved came a little one. later yeah prairie buffalo yeah. and uh i asked trace when he was up here a while ago did uh what did what buffalo does he sell now and he says it's called eco eco oh, yeah eco but <laughs> the uh the prairie i think is the one that a&m came up with and did the uh, and guess what else I found? Your prayer buffalo. <laughs> your article. Oh, your yeah. article. See, Calvin, Calvin had made a mistake <laughs> of putting all his articles on plantanswers.com, which means they're all searchable. So if you search for buffalo grass, you yeah. find two articles from Calvin. The first article is is lovely, it's 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 wonderful, and uh, talks about uh, how to handle buffalo grass. The second article is entitled "Buffalo Grass Is Not for Everyone." Oh, and that's the one I took. And well, he got called over to A and M about it, and uh, so I. I figured he'd already taken the heat, so I reused that in the the light, San Antonio light, which I used to write for. And for some reason, I don't know what happened, but mine got more. Well, I think more was, notoriety. I think, I think it was those that. Uh, <laughs> One sentence or two yeah. sentences he mentioned. I just thought I'd throw that in there, kind of as a as a funny. He you, could, know? Uh-huh. you know, he couldn't he couldn't just say, "Well, this is uh, according to uh, our, our new horticulturist here." You know, I don't know if he's right or wrong, but this is what he reports. 
Instead, Jerry had to have put some original language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An original language that gets you in trouble every time. Well, if it's Jerry, Jerry's original. Yeah, other people. <laughs> hey, we got Marty on the line. Let's help okay. him real quick at 210-308-8867. Hey, Marty, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today, Marty? All right. How are you guys doing? Good, good. good. What's going on? Happy Halloween to you guys. Yeah, happy Same Halloween, you. Marty. Are you getting to work outside today? It's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. I was outside already checking my plan. Good. And, Good. Um, I, I, I put in my vote for um, uh, Texas Superstar for Ruby Crush. All right. I yeah. it for you. I second, I, I second the vote being uh, <laughs> I was listening uh, last week, uh, and uh, I, had, I have a bunch of blooms. But once the weather turned and it began to get a little cooler, all those blooms began to flourish, and they turned into fruit. And now, that's uh, just a uh, tomato producing machine. And, <laughs> Do you have a BHN 968 too? No, the only one I have is Ruby Crush. I've had BHN okay. 968, and uh, but I, 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 correctly, um, the Ruby Crush are, are sweeter than the BHN 968. Yeah, they, they are. I, and, I would uh, just. I took, uh, I took. I was trying, Finch's, trying to uh, compare them. I took Dr. Finch's advice on the stock plant, and I got me some uh, yesterday. And those stocks are not only beautiful, but really fragrant. Uh, and, uh, oh, good. Yeah, the, you, can, you can smell them, huh? Oh, man, especially the dark purple one. That's a beautiful, beautiful plant. <laughs> did you get some here from Milburgers, did you say? Or yes, where's... I sure did. I got, I oh, got, the, okay. uh, I got ah, the pink there. one, I got the white one, and I got the dark purple one. Yeah. And I got some marigolds. Yeah. Yeah, so are I, you going to put I, them in containers or in a cut flower garden, or how are you going to deal they're, with them? They're, 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 I want to put them in containers. Okay. Yeah. That's a good Are they annual or semi-annual, or how does that work with them? The no, they're, they're purely annual. Yeah. They're annual? Okay. I, I, I compare them. They're, they're kind of a parallel path with snapdragons. Right. If the no, yeah, I, if, this, if the snapdragons I, get hurt hurt by the cold weather, it's, you can usually think that this the uh, yeah the uh, stocks will be affected too. Yeah. Well, I got I got the snapdragons and uh, and I, I have the stocks, but boy, that the the stocks are just head and shoulders as far as fragrance goes. I mean, it, they're, they're yeah. beautiful. You know, uh, they, make really good, they make good they make good cut flowers too. And then the other the yeah. other one that I, I look at and I just can't think of how they'd make good cut flowers are sweet peas, but they they do they love <laughs> you, you kind of cut them yeah. short, but you yeah. they don't have a stiff stem. Yeah, and you cut them and they just yeah. last and last and last and and yeah, with nice I'll, fragrance. I was considering take, taking some inside because of the fragrance. I mean, man, you don't need no air freshener or anything. They're just beautiful. Yeah, that's right. You could you could try you could try. Uh, Seeing how they respond to a good, good window, but they're a full sun plant. Yeah, I okay. Think, uh, yeah, I think I think people use them, especially the doubles, as potpourri. Yeah, right. I like that. Would be understandable. I like to speak that, that Frenchy stuff. Better. Yeah, that might be the <laughs> the most productive way to have your yeah, you high go. production containers and just harvest the flowers yeah. well, for cut I, flowers. I, 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 yeah, I can, I can, I can see why Doctor Stent, uh, Finch rants and raves about it because they are beautiful. There you go. 
Okay, well, that's enough uh, bragging on All right. All right. That's enough bragging for today. Y'all have a happy you Halloween, to, you guys. Do you want us to let you call in again? Don't ever do that again. <laughs> there, add, <laughs> see, I told you. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Add it to your list. Yeah, just yeah, tell, tell, uh, tell uh, David Rodriguez uh, I'll put my vote in for a Ruby Crush. Okay, good for you. All right. So Ruby Thank Crush you. is not a Texas superstar yet. Huh? No. Okay, we're voting for it. It was uh, a rodeo tomato. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, the rodeo tomato. Right. 968 is. All right. But he's saying. A, uh, superstar. All right. So if you want to well, vote we don't, for Ruby. Yeah, and we don't want to. <laughs> you know, I, I keep trying to say, too, that both of those are worthy of recognition. Oh, yeah. uh, right, right now, I think Ruby Crush is outperforming uh 968, at least in yeah. my yeah. garden. It, yeah. Yeah. All right. It's got my Thanks, vote. Marty. Okay. Thank you, okay. Take care. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. So that's one vote for Ruby Crush. If you want to call in and vote for Ruby Crush, 210-308-8867. If you want it to be a Texas superstar, uh, well, you, yeah. well, we can't change it, but we can, you can make your opinions known. Well, David listens to our show sometimes. All right, so he needs to hear and all these people he, that want He's the main man now. Yeah. He and Dr. Stein. 210-308-8867. What's your opinion of Ruby Crush? <laughs> we'll, well take good I'm, and bad reports. I'm wondering what people, uh, what, how people handle... He's right. It's the plants loaded up for loading up for fruit. Some of which may not ripen before the first freeze. So I'm wondering if you can do those like you can do the large fruited tomatoes and uh, take take the ones that are green or turn it a little bit whitish. Uh, if you can take them and put them on the counter. And they'll ripen. No, oh, I don't know. I imagine they will. I do. I, I kind of. All right, we need to need get report the, on that too. Yeah, I get. <laughs> I get the urge every once in a while to pick them, and then I generally pick anything, oh, okay. anything that's got a color change. Oh, okay. And they, then I just leave right. them in a container, and they they wow. seem, they seem to change. To okay, do, good. Is there anything they can't do? Those guys? No, they're pretty. They're pretty good. Right. I know. I never have tried that with the cherry tomato, but. Uh, I bet you they would. Well, even the other cherries do. do yeah, that too. probably so. Not the H&A H&A would do it for too. sure. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We are going to take a break, and while we do, give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening look, South Texas coming look up. Look at on, those cyclamen. Yeah, on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Halloween from everyone here at Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And uh, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And if you hurry and get over here, the corn line has gone down. A it has gone down, so you need to get here quickly. That corn is unbelievable good. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Did you taste it? <laughs> Would you like Calvin to enjoy some for you? No, I, I could see Calvin where he was eating it. I knew it was good. Okay, <laughs> that that corn, <laughs> corn at this time. Of the, well, at this time I, of the year too. 
I don't remember when the quality of corn switched so much. But I remember when I was younger, and I, you know, was, you had to make sure you got corn cooked right away. And, yeah. And you wanted the right... To harvest it in the morning while yeah, it was cool. Right, the right the selection and variety. Yeah. Nowadays, I mean, you can... And you had to watch for the worm. Yeah. Nowadays, you can, you sit, can sit in a refrigerator well. And yeah. You do a roasting like this, and yeah. it's just spectacular. And, the, and if you noticed... Uh, there's no worm damage, and the the ears are filled out to the very end. Well, you know, I don't notice that. You, did you watch me eat it? Yeah. I, I, I hardly, I don't look at anything close. <laughs> well, you were, <laughs> you were eating it like an animal. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but I yeah, didn't, that, I didn't, I didn't want to lose any kernels. So did you notice that? Yeah. There you one? go. The idea that it's so sweet. And that it's it can Standard. be transported from place to place, but uh, I mean uh, that probably came from Mexico or uh, Florida at least. But uh, the amazing thing is no worm damage. Now I hope, I hope that that's not genetically altered corn, Calvin. To have, you know, they've got a, a, a they genetically order uh, altered corn, and and, and, and put the uh, BT product in the BT chemical in. There. I don't remember that being on my list. No, tastes good, looks good. <laughs> well, you know, some people are concerned that uh, our food, our food supply is getting tampered with, in there. Genetic engineering. You know, we've had some discussion on that. Oh. And uh, uh, as, as you were eating that corn, you were worried about I that? was sitting over here worried about Calvin. Because, and what the, the, the getaway, giveaway was, no worm damage. Hmm. And uh, and you, you didn't. And the, the fact that I, I. Shoot it and digested it so quickly. There you go. There you go. But anyway, I'd I'd hate to think that genetic engineering had a positive effect. I don't think you care (laughs) enough. You think? I don't know. Trace is back with us. 210-308-8867-210-308. He knows he bought the corn. Yeah, leave poor Trace alone about the corn. <laughs> he, he's suffering enough. He can't have any. He wants some corn, and he can't. And well, Jerry can't he, have any he, either, you know. He, uh, well, the reason I'm not eating it, because it may be genetic engineering. I think Trace is more interested in the sugars and the... Yes. Well, that's a good excuse. But oh, you're not hearing? No. I, mean, I can because there. I, you, I can because I'm close to him. Yeah. Uh, no, okay. Now, now I'm good. Oh, good. Okay. Have so, you noticed all the corn has no worm damage on it? No, because I haven't been able to eat any. Yeah. Well, 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 you didn't notice, Jerry, that Trace has been avoiding, so uh, get and now you're just rubbing it, it in. <laughs> well, the reason it. we're not eating any Trace, in case somebody asked you. Is it has no extra protein? <laughs> it may be genetically engineered corn to be that sweet and not have worm damage. I'm worried. 
No, you're not. Oh, but Kevin looks well, okay. For all yeah. those reasons, I think you'd eat three or four of them. <laughs> yeah, if you could. Just to prove I would. the point. I would. He's well, making me hungry. I, well, think, <laughs> I think I may eat some up here. Go, go get it. Oh, okay. Go get some of it. Wait till Trace moves. Have to shuck it down so to, to see if you. it's got a worm damage in it. You need to keep keep your wife. Once she says what you want her to say, once she says something that you know kind of makes you happy, keep her off the internet uh, until you have the corn. Should have. Uh, it would have been much better had she said today. You know, you probably shouldn't have that. I looked at it, but now, I'm sorry, ma'am. But you're being good. I thought about eating half of one, but no, no don't do it. You you're go. doing good. Half of one. No, he's, don't go. And I'll eat the other half, Trey. Don't worry. Sure he's the kind of guy on, I am. Guys are working on the, the in the short term. <laughs> to improve your long-term situation, so it's worth yeah. it. See, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. I don't think he's buying it. I think no, he's doing some, good. I'm pretty sure it's just torture. For, yeah. some, for, for some reason, Day's his wife over. has more influence over him than, than you? we do. Oh, he's a smart man, that's why. I don't know why. I can't figure it out. Been married to her. Well, I, can't, I was, was going to make a joke, but I can't make that joke. No, don't. I was, was going to say I've been married let's, to her longer than I've known him, but it's not the fact. Uh oh. All right. Well, let's let's go on to happier things. What's what's coming up? Do you know? Uh, you got uh, anything exciting happening this week? Like the stocks are coming in last week, and potentially they actually had some cool weather vegetables available. So oh. uh, theoretically, I'll be back in business. Maybe spinach. Spinach was one of them. All right. That'd be great. Next week, theoretically. Next week. <laughs> the, ever since the uh, the problems we had earlier uh, from the virus, the uh, Trace has been very cautious about uh, promising things because every ad I have to put while supplies last. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. First, I don't know if everything's going to ship. Yeah. Second, I don't know what the demand's going to be. Under normal circumstances, I have a pretty good idea. I got, I'm clueless. There's no crystal ball for this. <laughs> no. uh, but that's cool. So maybe spinach. They should call ahead of time. We should. And not on Monday. There's no chance. No, no. Probably be like Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, when, not, did, when did Calvin come in to get those stocks? You said? <laughs> so Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday morning. Uh, oh, like he was here when the gates opened? <laughs> it was early. I don't remember what time. I think he was sneaking around the gates. Oh, you think so? Well, yeah. well I conferred with one of your staff people who said that she had uh, been contacted by the, deliver- the nursery yeah. and that they were... Planning on getting there first thing Wednesday morning. Yeah, there I, don't, you I, don't go. Think, I don't even think they were here first thing. I think it showed up more like at ten o'clock. Yeah, I did. That's <laughs> so, so I called on well, Wednesday morning, and uh, the person said they're just unloading them right now. So no. Calvin said, "Hold them, don't sell any. I'll be right no, there." So I, I wonder what color he bought. I wasn't paying attention uh, when I saw all his ticket. <laughs> and we had a nice report uh, from Marty on the purples. That's Good. what he bought. He said they smell great. But I'm being knocked out by those green, beautiful green citrus that he's got over there. Uh, now I got to ask a question: Did uh, are those sorted by varieties? I mean, by types? So In other words, have you got the lemons together? Have you got zetsumas together? Is it supposed to be? Yes. Uh oh. Is it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> hey, you want to talk to Warren Remy about scorpions? We couldn't reach him yesterday. Sure. All right. Warren Remy is on the line at 210-308-8867. He is Spider-Man of Spider-Man Pest Control. Hey, Warren, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, guys. <laughs> are, are you uh, making the uh, world safe from deer? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. That's where I was wondering if you were out there today. Well, well cool. I, all right. I, I wanted yes, to sir? talk about corn. I wanted to talk about corn. Uh-oh. Corn. <laughs> yes. We got yes. it. Yes, sir. What you no, want to talk just, about corn? Uh, you know, uh, the uh, uh, being an entomologist, I get a, a magazine every month from Entomological Association, and they show all the research on uh, on this kind of thing that you're talking about. And I think uh, some of it is not so much genetically engineered uh, chemicals like that. A little bit of it is, but I don't think that's the whole answer. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the way that they have been able to control those insects, like those worms. I think they've been able to break that cycle, you know, down in the soil uh, through, you know, different, uh, like Bacillus thuringiensis and stuff like that, you know, BT, natural, stuff like that. So I just wanted to throw my two cents in about corn. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Uh, but they, the problem with that theory is they have to ingest BT. And if they're in the soil, they're not eating anything. Well, there you go. See, I I needed to be proven one way or the other. Thank you. Oh, okay. You were disproven. Yeah. So well, no, <laughs> I might be wrong here too. But the the genetic genetically the BT in the plant means that anything that consumes foliage automatically consumes right. the BT. Right. And, and so they're. So that's that uh, really goes a long way to eliminate the damage. Oh yeah. So, okay, Warren. It's a good. That's a really interesting those, discussion. We'll have to do more of that. Does Warren. your magazine tell you whether there's low carb corn that Tracy and I can have? <laughs> yeah, they didn't go that technical. Uh, okay, well when they do, tell us, please. <laughs> they, we'll have that as roasted they, corn here. They steer us in the bug direction, you know, not in okay. not in calories and stuff. No, we're just concerned about the carbs here. Well, what did you learn about scorpions? Because every one of these folks on the porch with us had a uh, a different opinion of scorpions and, like, how to find them and stuff like that. Oh, man, I'm telling you, Dr. Bob Davis from uh, BASF uh, Industries, he did a fantastic program of all this new research that they found on uh, on scorpions and uh the the scorpions on their underbelly they have sensors that that can detect uh movement light vibrations and and a lot more than people realize you know they think you see a scorpion running at you across the floor and you you think that it it's looking at you coming after you you know and uh and that's really that's really not what's going on. It's more of the sen- the sensors. They have hundreds of sensors on their belly, and uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I got I got a phone call from uh, a gentleman 
uh, early in the morning. He calls up laughing. He's like, yeah, I need my house sprayed for scorpions. And <laughs> he's laughing. And I'm like, uh, okay, uh, where you live? What, what's so funny? He says, well, I have to tell you. He said, early this morning, my wife is screaming. And screaming, I jump out of bed. I go to the hallway, and she's laying on the floor. I said, honey, what's wrong? She says, I, I, I got electrocuted. I got electrocuted. <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? He said, she says, from my toe up to my brain, I got electrocuted. <laughs> guy That's guy looks right. down there, and there's, there's a scorpion stung her on the toe. Uh, oh, man. Oh, wow. They hurt he, for a long and, time. Hmm. And uh, he calls up laughing, you know, at his wife. And so uh, <laughs> it was it was a little funny there at the moment, you know, but sure does hurt. Don't ever laugh in front of the wife. Yeah, that's yeah, I was what I was say. Do, do you say. advise laughing in front of her about her misfortune or no? So, scorpions are kind of a complex situation, though, too. Uh, aren't there, isn't there uh, the uh, number of them related to oh disruption in construction and uh, brush well, brush and all that kind of stuff, Warren? So when you yeah. do your your deal, you I'm sure you take that into account, and you you're dealing, you know, hey, we'll we'll do this to control the existing population, but. Don't worry, they're not going to be here forever, kind of thing. Is that is that uh, am I right on that? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, being in business as long as I have, and being taught by the old old exterminators way back when, I have been able to watch the transition of the scorpion calls come from around 1604, and then north of 1604, and then out further, and as as they bulldoze the ground, they're stirring up all these these natural nests of everything, you know, destroying yeah. the habit habitat of you know the possums and the squirrels and the coons, but also uh, the things that they feed on, which are the scorpions. And wow. it's amazing. What feeds on a what feeds on a scorpion? <laughs> uh, <laughs> lizards. Lizards Liz- love scorpions. Yeah. Yeah, wow. and raccoons, raccoons will huh. eat them up. Oh yeah, after they, you know, they'll, they'll play too. with roadrunners. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll uh, they'll play with them like a cat does. You know, they'll slap them around a little bit, make them mad, and <laughs> then have dinner. You know. Oh, so it's not top of the food chain. I guess is where I was going. No negative, but it's pretty cool to uh, to watch the the uh, the movement of the call that go further out and further out, you know, and up up into uh, Smithson Valley and, and as as the, uh, you know, just north of where you guys are, up around TPC Parkway up there where they, they destroyed that whole, that whole hill up there and built houses on them. The scorpion calls were just horrendous. And, uh, <laughs> and so. after a while, you know, after a while, once we finally... Uh, pretty much eliminated the scorpion's food source, you know, the small bugs, small insects, spiders that they normally feed on, then, you know, the the population was reduced and reduced and reduced. And uh, so 
it's it's pretty cool to to uh, watch that. Is that is that what the guy said? How to get rid of them? No, he just went biology. He just went anatomy, and uh, you know that that's obviously when when we're talking about uh, control on scorpions. Uh, there's very few chemicals that actually work on scorpions. We do have one or two nowadays that do a beautiful job on the scorpions, and they it really does kill them. The old products that we used to use didn't phase them one bit. Right. A couple of new ones really do work, and uh, and actually we put those we spray those products down, and and they dry to a powder form. And all of those sensory organs that they have on their belly, they also breathe through their belly down there at the bottom. And oh. they pick up, that's that's how they pick up that insecticide. And it, it really does make a huge difference. So we've been <laughs> a lot more successful in control. Very cool. So that, does, that doesn't hurt my roaches, does, does it? Does a scorpion glow in a black light? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Way to go, Trace. That was your Trace. Trace. Yeah. When I, the, uh, when I is that how you find them in a house we, if you can't find? Them? Oh, they glow. Yeah, they 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 literally just just glow, and uh, huh. black light really really shows them up, especially up in these attics. You know. Uh, oh yeah. Years ago, when I moved to Austin, we bought that house, and it was in a neighborhood where they were just disrupting everything, and the. The thing that I just can't forget, I was laying in the bed looking up. I looked up oh, the ceiling, no. and there's the there's the <laughs> the insect up there looking right down at me. Getting ready to drop on. Yeah, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Of course, they, we we for a while we had them quite a bit, but they were never a, never seemed to be aggressive or to bite us. So we, we when they have when they get in your shoe, though, oh, oh. that's the killer. Oh, yeah. Or oh yeah, that's yeah. that's one if of the you were big things. Accidentally got in your bed or something. I oh yeah. If you got on top of them, they'd bite. What's you. that, Warren? <laughs> that'll that'll teach you real quick not to leave your clothes on the floor overnight. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. Okay, guys. Happy Halloween. Y'all be Happy. safe out there. You yeah. too. You too. That's Warren Remy of Spider-Man. Good luck on the corn. And uh, 210-656-3721 is his number, or you can find him online at GhostSpiderManPest.com. Let's take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Halloween music. Uh, Al's got back at the station. Hey, let me tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited right there at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. Kyle, Bill, Keith, the whole gang out there are ready to help you today, tomorrow, the next day, whatever. Whenever you're ready to bring more nature to your yard or if you've been trying to do something and it doesn't seem to be working, give them a call at 210-479-BIRD or just go by at Northwest Military Hebner Road because they are problem solvers. 
for over 25 years. They've been helping people uh, to uh, solve those problems, figure out what's going on, what's going wrong, and how to fix it. They've got great feeders. They've got great um, feed. They've got binoculars, tilly hats, and much, much more, and great knowledge. At Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road, uh, oldest one in San Antonio, and I encourage you to go by and visit with them over there and uh, tap into that. Uh, become one of the family that goes there probably, you know, once or twice uh, a month uh, and uh, gets their questions answered. Uh, and you can even talk to the regulars over there at Wild Birds Unlimited. Northwest Military and Hebner Road, 479-BIRD, 479-BIRD. All right, 210-308-8867, 210 210- 308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show and to have your questions answered. Uh, give us a call and find out. And don't forget, you know, we have activities like this going on all the time, and uh, there will be some stuff around the holidays and Christmas. And uh, you, if you want to know what's on sale, you go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. Um and um, you can find out all about them. And you got your newsletter. You can find out how to get your newsletter at millburgernursery.com as well. I'm afraid we got a problem. Another problem. Oh, all you same, do is find problems. <laughs> the same guy that wrote, don't get, get rid of all your grass. La- and, uh, the last newsletter or newsletter before that, Jer- Jeremy Griffin. I think he's one of uh, Mark's understory, understudies. Okay, well. And he writes, this week, this month, leaving leaves in their place can seem like a great way to enhance the soil and give it rich nutrients, which is really kind of not right. In fact, dead leaves can catch excess moisture and wet spots and leave wet spots in the lawn giving rise to mold, moss, and other destructive plant life that can wreck your grass. Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> Is it good or bad? It's bad. Okay, so leaving them on there. holds moisture. Now, I have heard that before. I've yeah. heard that as, as a plus for... Uh, Gather all, almost like a compost or a mulch. Gather, gather all of your leaves and get rid of them. No, oh, well, that's not your recommendation. Oh, really? Yeah, your that's recomm- not anybody's recommendation. Your recommendation is to mow them and break them down so they can yeah. become part of the soil. But anyway, Mark, you got to control this guy. Uh, the, the, uh, he says, if you want to ensure nutrient-rich soil, create a compost pile using the raked leaves as, a, as the start. That way you can control how the leaves get dispersed over the lawn as fertilizer. That's not bad advice. The last two sentences, right. Yeah. That, so, but but that, you, you, they're, they're not getting rid of the first three sentences. Well, sort of. You could just get rid of them by doing a compost pile and letting them decay in the compost pile. No? Why are you looking at me funny? <laughs> Methods. You've got to take people as they what they write. It's, it's in paper there. Get rid, gather all of your leaves and get rid of them. 
Now, what he should have done maybe was say to put him in a compost there pile. There you go. You I mean you can get rid of them, I guess, if you don't want them. If you don't want the benefits of mulching them into the yard, the city does take them and puts them mm-hmm. in the recycling, uh, the in the in the, the organics landfill. Yeah, no, no, no. They go to the organics. They don't go to the landfill. Where do they go? They go to the organics. Uh, organics where? Well, it's wherever they do all the limbs and... In the landfill. No, it's two different things. Quit it. Yeah. And so I think when you go get mulch and stuff like that from the city, that's where all that goes. And there'd be no purpose in doing it in the bags if they were just going to toss them in the landfill. That's right. I don't know. Your opinions are purely your own. Huh? Well, I'm putting there you in, go. I'm feeling good about putting them in that green, big green container and okay. making them go to the landfill. Okay. That's important, that is, for us to feel good. Uh, I mean, they got the whole separate trucks for them. I know. They wouldn't be taking them to the landfill. No, I don't believe they would. After, that's why we did, did the little deals. Here comes the main man that can tell us the straight on this. After he finishes eating his corn. Yeah, you may hear a munch between his comments. <laughs> but the, but my problem is I can't make the leaves stay on my lawn. I know. It's a terrible thing. Your neighbors don't seem to have that problem. I know. it. They seem to have all the leaves they want. Yeah. But I can't keep mine in the yard. They could have a big compost pile. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, maybe I'm Mark gonna, wants to call in. <laughs> 210-308-8867. He knows. We're also taking votes on uh, the uh, Ruby Crush for yeah. uh, whether you think it should be a Texas superstar. 210-308-8867. What has been your experience? Yeah, and I want to ask anybody that's uh, grown this uh, wonderful, carefree, no-problem plant that uh, we've sold a few of out here called uh, the uh, heat tolerant and sun tolerant uh, impatience. Sun patience. If they're deer resistant? Well, uh, I'm sure they are because they say that, Milton. They've written that on their advertisements. But they maybe not know our deer. I might. Yeah, can, is there, yeah, is there, is, is somebody can says, we bet on that someplace? Can we bet on it? No. Uh, <laughs> maybe in some neighborhoods under some conditions. Look at Calvin's corn. Yeah. Is there a worm on there or a worm no, it's damage pretty. on there? I don't see it. Maybe this is it. Yeah. yeah I think he, ate it. It. he already ate it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, Calvin? I think it's wonderful. I know it's wonderful, but uh, how to keep that worm off of there? People have been trying to keep that worm off of there for a- absolutely a hundred years. Hmm. Well, they, they somehow I've they never did. noticed that that's a problem, the worm. I, I guess, I don't know. Do you eat it or do you just ignore it? Just ignored. I don't remember it being it, on the, the yeah. I can't remember. Corn. Yeah, on you don't remember being on the corn. No, even before genetically modified. Well, stuff. you what you generally do is you just remove it when you're cooking it and preparing the corn. Well, if you cut the end off, yeah. But or, if you yeah, shuck it without cutting the end off, yeah. That's amazing. We didn't do, have to spend millions of dollars. To make that genetically engineered corn. 
because nobody noticed it. I never noticed it. No. I never had that experience. You before. you had girl children, right? Women children. Trust me, my girls noticed it. Oh, okay. If there's a worm on there. And in the proctor. We had Louisiana corn. I'm not sure that <laughs> those, those worms are afraid of Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> they know they would be uh-huh. put in uh, boudin. That's uh, right. They'd be in that uh, <laughs> corn worm etouffee. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I also looking at my newsletter. I have growing in South Texas second spring. Mm-hmm. The second spring. Look, there's a little little girl dressed like a fairy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> then uh, we talked about, uh, let's see, our first deal was that many uh, South Texas finest wildflowers can be seeded now and blue bonnets can be transplanted. Direct seed, the seed mixes into the soil. Or uh, I should say onto the soil, probably. Uh, we do, we do. speaking of uh, direct seeding, uh, your, your lettuce hasn't come up yet? Nope. Did you get it in packages over here? Nope. I just had, I got some from. Oh, fresh. You got fresh seed. Well, you gave me some uh, last, yeah. last year. Yeah. Okay. But uh, it may I planted be coming a, up. Late. I planted a lot. Of, I expect it will. Yeah. But it's always been unpredictable. To late, me. yeah. But when the when the temperature is moist, uh, uh, when the temperature is mild, and the seed the uh, seed planting area has been moistened, provoid. And you sow the seed on top of the soil. It generally comes up in three days if the temperature is right. Hmm. See, I, ex- I expect I had a lot of it come up and go to seed all over the landscape. Oh yeah, it's gonna come up. It'll come up, uh, <laughs> but it seems like uh, comes up later and later. Yeah, every year. But any, be, anyway, we have seed uh, packets available over here. At Mill Burgers. I don't know whether they're charging or not this year. But uh, if you want to try Crawford lettuce seed, and you can read about it on plantanswers.com, I think both the Crawfords have passed by now. Hmm. But uh, it's uh, (laughs) as... do do it before uh, fertilize before do it before December to put your winterizer fertilizer on, which is on sale here at Melburger, of course. Uh, let's see. Here's what I wrote about the grass, the leaves on the grass. Mm-hmm. Do not allow heavy accumulations of leaves to pile up on the lawn area. Mm-hmm. If they get wet and packed together, the grass can be damaged. It is best to rake the leaves or pick them up with a lawnmower and baggy, bagger <laughs> and uh, place them in the compost pile or spread over the garden area and work them into the soil. 
That sounds similar. And that. <laughs> you're both talking killing about, me. You're killing me. You're both me. talking about raking them into the compost pile. Uh, Add additional fertilizer to assist in decomposition. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. We got to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210 308 8867. 308-8867 and toll free it's 866-308-8867 come on out to Millburgers and join us uh, Calvin the corn okay it's wonderful alright uh, it must sure. be he's eating though. yeah it's I'll always gone it. yeah he's, he's wolfing that down did he's, he offer you any Milton? I don't know Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM The Answer <laughs> We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Up, oh, It's getting busier here. It always does around 1 o'clock. Um, Look at all these people in costumes. Costume. Yeah, they're having fun. Children. Uh, yeah. we got the corn stalks are half off, by the way. And my deer antlers are still at the front. Are they still at the price? Did you ever figure out what the price was? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> we but they're very reasonable. Yeah, seventy dollars, I think. Yeah. Okay, I think they're right. And you don't have you don't have to go deer hunting. No. You don't have to be. Of course, today Warren's enjoying yeah. being out among the. I probably bet. not killing any deer. But uh, but it's a pretty day to be out and about. There you go. And that's what it's all about, people tell me. <laughs> that go hunting. I don't think I you... never go hunting. No? I go Not killing. Anymore. Oh, okay. If I'm going to be sitting out in that deer blind, up in that tree, risking my life. Somebody's going to die. Something's Some, going to die. Gonna die. <laughs> all right. Maybe uh, a sparrow, maybe a deer. <laughs> it's something. I I won't have I won't have my BB gun out there for the sparrow. Okay. Anyway, you know, I kind of have a affection for Neil Sperry. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Are you Neil or Buds? He said nice things about you. Yeah. Probably before you started talking about him every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> we were together. We started together. I think. Yeah, he was maybe a. About the same time I started with Extension and hired by the same guy. But anyway, uh, see that yellow blooming uh, cross uh, 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 butterfly plant up there in mm-hmm. the trailer? Mm-hmm. Has it ever stopped blooming all, all year? No, I haven't really kept a record, but I think pretty much now it seems to always be blooming. Always be blooming. Neil has a question. ABB. And uh, Neil has a question. Why do you never talk about crossvine? It's evergreen, non-invasive, with multi-seasonal orange blooms that hummingbirds love. Neil right back. Because no one has asked about it. Now you did, so we can talk about it. It's a great vine that grows both by twining and by cleaning. I've grown it for years, 
but I've not shared the multi-seasonal blooming experience you apparently have. That Neil, he's, he's sweet. And he's right. At least 98% of my plant's flowers have always been in the spring. That's when we get pictures of it. It's semi-evergreen in the northern half of the state, and my plants are in those that I've observed seem to have productive life expectancy in landscape of 8 to 10 years. After that, the ones I've observed seem to thin and become rangy. Uh, what Neil doesn't know is that uh, the deer eat it. It's not deer yeah. resistant. Whereas that one blooms all year, all summer long, and uh, the deer don't seem to prefer it. Uh, Forrest Appleton used to have cross vine on his fence as he drove up, and uh, the deer ate it so bad he t- replaced it with that uh, oh, okay. deer, and the deer haven't touched it. Huh, Okay. So anyway, that's what Neil thinks of crossvine. No, yeah. I've had crossvine, and the deer do. They do eat it. They find it. Yeah. doesn't. Mike is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey there, Mike. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? All right. How are you all doing? Uh, I just good, have good. a comment about this uh, uh, bio, uh, this bioengineered uh, ingredients in food and that was on this uh, box of frozen meal, and yeah. they list all the ingredients, but then in real small print they put contains a bioengineered food ingredient. You know, so they're, they're, they're stripping this stuff in, you know, when whenever they can, I guess. So. My yeah. other question is about corn, and that is, uh, I was raised when I was a kid, I was raised up in Ohio. And every year we'd have the sweet corn festival, and since go. then, you know, my my parents moved down here when I was a kid, and I, you know, I ended up uh, retiring down here. And uh, I have yet—I don't know, maybe I'm going to the wrong place or what—but uh, like H-E-B or whatever, and they all they'll tell you sweet corn. Well, you if you take one of those sweet corn uh, uh, cobs and open it up, whatever, you know, shuck it, it's not sweet corn like it is up up in Ohio. In Ohio, the sweet corn is almost white to very little yellow and real small kernels. And the fruit and the corn that they sell down here, at least they, that I've ever come across, uh, they would call feed corn. You know, you feel it feed to the hogs, the, the cows, and the horses. <laughs> Calvin. <laughs> okay. The, He's not laughing. The difference, the difference is... Uh, they they use uh, one an old one called uh, Silver Queen Sugar si- Silver Queen that's right and uh, it's it's very sweet corn and it's it's mostly white. Well, they could if it's like Minnesota they they used fifteen or sixteen different varieties oh, and yeah. the varieties changed as they improved. And, yeah, or as taste changed too. But so. Silver Queen is. Yeah. Endured, but uh, but I mean, I I saw Silver Queen in Minnesota, but I also saw you had your cho- choice, you know. Yeah. What, what if you wanted yellow corn or silver? Yeah. Corn. And as far as the sweetness is concerned, <laughs> the the low temperatures at night mm. uh, make sure that that sweet corn is uh, 
sweeter, sweeter than it can ever be down here. Now, uh, when I and I, I used to make the statement to people from the north, they were complaining like you that uh, the sweet corn, sweet corn, is not as sweet as it was in Ohio or oh, Minnesota. No, I don't, no I, I'm just the opposite. I, I think the corn that we're eating here is uh, at least as sweet, and it's easier to take care of it. You can store it longer and everything. I don't know. So I'm not, I'm not saying Minnesota corn was better. I never said that. I just the opposite. I just the opposite. <laughs> okay. Uh, are, the, are you? Are you, are, I'm are you serious. serious? Did you? Have I ever said that? I didn't no. say you ever said that. I said that's a fact. Oh well, no. <laughs> now the corns that you ate as a child. Uh, probably have been the corns we have down here have been developed to have more sugars, and uh, the super sweet corns weren't available back when you were a child. Okay. You know that's that's been a hundred years, close to a hundred yeah. years. Well, that's that's more more reasonable. Yeah, and but, uh, but and they, uh, with that said, if you take sweet corn, a sweet corn from here. And planted up north, the nights are cooler, and the days are cooler, so it develops more sugar. Yeah. It's sweeter. I think the, the main thing is how does Mike get his sweet corn that he remembers? He'll never get sweet corn or as good as it was when he was a youngster and when his mother fixed it for him. Mike, do you believe that? And she put it in front of him, and he would eat it, and he, she would love him, and it was a better situation. Mike, what's your thought on all this? No, I think we lost Mike. <laughs> he gave it up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but anyway. Um, uh, we, they used to, when they roasted corn up north. Yeah. Well, late in the season, because the, they harvested Relatively, sweet corn had to get harvested, and they didn't grow back then. They didn't grow as much sweet corn as they do now, I guess. Yeah. But, but when we had roast corn, you always had the, the timing was always a, an issue, and uh, when you harvested it was an issue, and you you all they were you were always alerted that half the fun is the atmosphere. Mm. They're mostly making excuses for the taste was not, yeah. not always consistent. Yeah, and it was and it was that tough sometimes. And yeah. <laughs> so I don't remember it the same way Mike does. So. <laughs> but maybe, oh yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, you know that he did he mention uh, the uh, company that was up there is it bird's eye that does all uh, has done the corn for many many years out of minnesota there's a lot of yeah uh, seed corn companies yeah Yeah. but but there were then i don't know but the sweet corn people are up there too yeah because they can grow the best sweet corn in the country but uh that they used to come down to the winter garden area around crazy Crystal City and Carrizo Springs, and grow a uh, grow it in the fall and winter, uh-huh. 
Well, we're, well, we're eating here today. Is that a that's a, basically a field corn, right? Or no, no, or no, that's it's probably just, sweet corn. It's sweet, no. as sweet as it is. Gosh, it I haven't tasted any. Oh, gosh, it's so big. I just, <laughs> that may be no, where, the, where the, where had, the remo- that, that caramel corn. <laughs> Maybe where the removal of the worms came in, because I, also when we had sweet corn, it seems to me that it was not as big as the. And when you had a big piece like that, it was the field field corn. Yeah. But anyway, our memories are all. All different. Mm. And you're listening to Sweet Corn 101 <laughs> on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Call in with your sweet corn memories at 210-308-8867. You know, I tell the story that uh, uh, when, when the bird's eye or whatever they were that were down here growing corn, they had to treat the corn for worms. And uh, the old, old remedy used to be to put a drop of uh, mineral oil in the silks before they t- turned brown. And I guess that mineral oil would uh, kill the little worm okay. before it got in there. And I was asking uh, a guy that actually <laughs> actually did that, uh, Mr. Ernest Mortensen, he used to live in Uvalde, but uh, He's also the onion man and the oh, okay. citrus man and all that great man. But anyway, I asked him about that. I said, did that mineral oil really work? They, they had hundreds of acres of mm-hmm. that that they had to put that drop in. So, And he said, well, it worked pretty good, but it really started working when we put that DDT in there with the mineral oil. Hmm. So it worked. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That was what else? Neil had eighty years ago. Oh, okay. But they, uh, they don't do that anymore. No, well, not with the DDT. No. Oh, okay. They got that deadly bioengineered stuff now. Better using a safe insecticide. Organically approved insecticide in that corn. The BT. BT. Anyway, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, uh, he got a question. <laughs> what do you think uh, Niels Berry's most commonly asked question about vines is? Why yeah. won't my wisteria bloom? Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't he, think y'all like wisteria for this area. Well, we don't. Botanical garden, I don't. Pretty. <laughs> you do or don't? No, it's diff- diff- it's diff- difficult, and okay. unpredictable, and yeah, there you go, unpredictable. Wow, it can really do damage too. So he gives three possible reasons. <laughs> I know I planted uh, uh, when I left left Tennessee. We had some uh, dead uh, sassafras trees, I believe, that we used to tie our horses to. And uh, so it was 20 feet tall or so. So I said I, I was going to plant uh, wisteria on those tr- dead trees and uh, let it climb up there and bloom for my mother in the spring. I planted a white one and a pink one, and I guess a purple one. And those things 
were the talk of the town. Mm. They climbed all the way to the top of those dead trees, and every spring bloomed their brains out. But down here, like you say, you uh, <laughs> you plant them, you buy them in bloom, and, which means that they're off of a mature plant, and uh, uh, the cutting is off of a mature plant. You root them like grapes, but uh, they they for some reason quit blooming. They mm. they they won't bloom as profusely as they do in the south southeast. They're unpredictable. Oh yeah, for sure. You know you can get a well, nice. We, we, used to, we used to go through a procedure. One one way you some got some of them to bloom was you did that uh, girdling, uh, girdling, and uh, yeah, if you you quit fertilizing, you did all yeah right all, all stress That's stress to get them kicked into a bloom. Hmm. That don't fertilize them, yeah. So it's not the soil; it's just the. Well, well, it could be alkaline soil. Could be. Okay. But it's uh, they're just unpredictable. <laughs> now, mine started. The last one I had started blooming, but and then by the time you got it start blooming, then you figure out that man, that's tearing the <laughs> the, the, uh, top, the siding the and everything else. And oh, the eaves, okay. the eaves, eaves apart. yeah. So, yeah, so, so it's a very, very so mo- mo- most people have problems getting rid of them. And what do they use to get rid of the plants, or the vines, Milton? Cut fine and stump killer. There you go. You are a pistol on this stuff, Milton. Mm-hmm. That one wasn't too hard. Calvin, you and I can stay home after a little. I'll just recommend cut vine and stump killer for after everything. After another 20 years, we can stay home and Milton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just... How much water are you giving it? Okay, you're giving it some cut fine and stump killer? All right. Go ahead and see how that helps you. But anyway, Calvin mentioned cut vine and stump killer in his, in his uh, This Week in the Garden. He says, prune down hackberry, chinaberry, mulberry, and other unwanted seedlings to kill the roots and reduce the necessity uh, to cut them down again, apply cut vine and stump killer on the root side of the cut. The root side. On the roots. Yeah. Man. The part that's left in the ground. Yeah, because it's, it's surprised me if I had a few people describe how they've done it, and, and it almost sounds like they're... Painting what they cut off? Oh, gee. No, I mean, but... I'll keep it from surely rowdy. They, surely they wouldn't do that, but... <laughs> and you know, it's... it's it, if I don't know what kind of vine we have. It may be passion vine, but it is weaved into everything and oh, yeah. matted and stuff, and so I hope it's okay. Don't hope I don't make any vine, passion vine lovers. Vines are... It's harder to use uh, yeah. cut vine and stump killer with vines than... So I was just pulling it down. Oh, man. And that is... Oddly satisfying because it's like it like fights you and fights you and fights you and then you kind of get a break and then it's like ah okay and then you start to just hear it rip through the tree because <laughs> you're pulling it down and you just keep walking as you're it's over your shoulder just pulling it that's get, one get, yeah, a, you, get uh, control over you coral yourself, vine you can do that oh is that right but uh, the wisteria <laughs> no wisteria is too 
Yeah. Tough. Enough. But okay. you just cut it off at the ground, Milton, or close to the ground. You know, if you. And put the stump fine and cut it. And with stereo, don't make the mistake of just cutting it and just letting it go because the, the sprouts come up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Under the corner of the house and mm. all over and then then it gets very hard to yeah. uh -oh. weed control and you put as you pull it out you're pulling the uh, gutters off the house and everything else mm, i so, was pulling down limbs with me i was <laughs> the thing was you, tangled around limbs you can, you can treat it uh before you pull it down after you cut yeah, it so off that it's uh, uh it, it won't have leaves and uh, you can pull it down easier if you let it die out real good. Yeah, I was just angry. I know. You need, you need to get some of Calvin's, uh, uh, what's that plant I love out there? Finger management? Cat claw. Oh. Yeah, you can have all you want. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867. Were you through on the wisteria? Because we got to take a break. Yeah. All right, we'll be back in a moment. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Give us a call and be a part of today's show. What else uh, is going on, John? I'm scared about next weekend. Why? What's next weekend? Calvin's going to write an article. He wrote a, a nice article about uh, the best shade trees for this area. And next week, he will discuss why pecans, Chinese tallow, Arizona ash, chinaberry, mulberry, and hackberries are usually not recommended for shade trees in the San Antonio area. And in fact, I noticed that uh, our, our friends at CPS are awarding uh, the rebate for pecans this hmm. year. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't... Um, it, 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 They're the ones that put citrus on their list, aren't they? Yeah, I didn't see citrus, but is that on their list? Yeah. I saw they've got a poster in, in here at Millburgers. Uh, Anaqua was, was controversial because of, of its slow growth, and Jerry and I have debated that. But, <laughs> uh, but the pecan, too, is... a. Uh, Kind of is a debated issue. On yeah, pecan, people usually plant pecans because they want to harvest nuts. If you plant a pecan, I'd say within 410, in loop 410, maybe even in loop 1604, you're not going to have pecans on it. No, what? No, that's right. You, well, I had plenty of pecans on our pecan tree. Yeah, but Every, it was native, wasn't it? I don't know. It's been there a hundred years. Yeah, it's been there a long time, I imagine. Because <laughs> they were all, it was funny, you could look down the road and see them all in a row. And it was it was weird, both to the, you know, so it made me wonder whether that was done on purpose by a builder or whether this was a squirrel. Oh, it was the land. I mean, it was the, before the 
I mean, you could literally look stand in front of that pecan tree and look straight out, uh-huh. like to the east or to the south, and see another one right in line, yeah. and another one right in line. Well, our neighborhood was the same. I mean, Is it? it was land. Uh, Three developers? or four people owned all the lands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. So some of them planted rows of pecans. Mm-hmm. The, the, what, what Jerry's talking about is, you know, we're not talking about 12 or 15 pecans, uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, to make it reasonable. Or in the old days, you expected to get hundreds of pecans. But <laughs> nobody would, ex- nobody nowadays would accept kind of spray program that no. we, we would have to use to and then then in my uh, neighborhood like mine you wouldn't it was not efficient either i mean yeah. we're in caliche and the <laughs> trees grow and we have a few nuts uh but it's <laughs> not not the return is with us not well, we had you know what they used to use on those pecans lead arsenic why what were they killing to kill the bugs no oh. Lead, arsenic—probably not good. <laughs> well, even if, even it's tough to spray uh, zinc on there. Yeah. All I know is two things. One, every fall you'd be watching TV and you'd hear. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like I do too. Yeah, it was kind of neat. And then the first time you were kind of scared by it, and the second time you were like, "Oh, it's just the pecan tree." And the second one, I don't remember. One year we had, I think, a lot of rain, and there were a lot of nuts on that limb, and it was just bending over, touching the uh, roof. Yeah, yeah. And I think y'all suggested Milton. Get that, get those pecans off there now, so it bounces back up. Otherwise, it's going to break. It's, well, that's, it should be an interesting discussion next week about pecans because there's, you know, it's debate. The the thing I brought up was uh, that the uh, branches broke. Yeah, uh, broke down. Mm-hmm. Now it, it, there was less of a problem with that when you had you were nursing those trees all year round. You had folks watching, seeing branches that looked out of balance and everything. But we don't do that now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and every time you, if you have a big wind or yeah. you can, you yeah, can miss uh, <laughs> count on them breaking. They had good uh, arborists. Uh, Mr. Covell. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Mr. Oh, was yeah. he still alive when you got here? Oh, yeah. Covell. Covell, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he was an old timer. And uh, he's fun to work with. Yeah, he big supporter. He gave extension. some good presentations too for a while. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I left out one tree that he's going to be bad by. Oh, okay. And I can only oh. only pray that Neil Sperry and Steve George don't hear this talk program. He mentions Chinese pistache. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, it's it's strange because <laughs> I like Chinese pistachio. Oh, quit it! But Cherry has been <laughs> moaning and groaning about it being uninvasive. In his neighborhood, it's invasive. Oh, it's, oh, it's invasive. Oh, yeah. it's the one y'all used to talk about yeah. for color in the fall. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm near fair still though. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a nice. I've got I've got a nice female plant. The birds love it too. And the shape is very nice. And uh, I've got fall color. I've got seedlings. 
in every bed in my front yard. I've got seedlings all over the backyard. I've got a ditch. The ditch behind my house is literally full of seedlings. Uh, maybe, and they're they're spaced about uh, about twelve to fourteen inches apart. And that's funny because I don't see one. You don't have one seedling? Yeah. No. Huh. But anyway, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, right. Chinaberry? Was he recommending Chinaberry? Is that what you said? Oh, no. no. <laughs> I'm going to make Johnson City Jail mad. There you go. Let's I see. Wrote, China I wrote, a, wrote about Chinaberry, but I didn't. <laughs> I was not positive about yeah. Because I've got two of them on the fence line that are dead from the freeze. and Yeah, he does mention Chinaberry next week. Yeah. Oh, he does? They're, they're very tall. And they've got big trunks, and then I was thinking, how in the world do you get those down <laughs> without having to disrupt the whole, uh-huh. all the planting and you know, the sheds that are in there? Johnson City Jail loves them. And that was his first call to us. And Greg Grant has collected some of which I found variegated china berries. Wow, oh, how interesting. Yeah, he th- he thought they were. Well, that should be an interesting discussion then. Yeah, should we have Greg call us? <laughs> oh, they'll well, we'll, we'll get uh, we'll get the citizens or gardeners. Oh, they'll be. Oh, yeah. Sure. Does this get personal? Everybody's got their favorite trees, and oh yeah, oh yeah. All right. It's gonna be ugly. Oh, well, and it's oh, just, that's good. It's just like the uh, the invasive. Uh, Issue there. There you go. Jerry's seeing those seedlings there everywhere. I'm not seeing them, but the the, the question will be who else has seen them? How is oh, okay. it just a limited area? And why is it going doing there and not other places? It's it's condemning me, Matthew. It's mm. hexed me. It's Okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's terrible, Beth. Are we going to have to get a phone number for therapy for you after this show next well, time? No, he's, he's doing like he always does. He's shifting the blame to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you're the one put it in the paper. Yeah. Well, I would have yeah. loved to put it in the paper, but I don't write for the paper. No, oh, okay. Well, I just took, I just, you should be so proud because I just took it. Uh, for granted that what you were the report you've given made it worthy <laughs> of at least bringing that up. Uh huh. Mm. And uh, yeah, turning it on me, brother. We need to do like just your favorite trees, kind of like the uh, music, uh, <laughs> the sound of music. Yeah, an aquas and pistache and no. Uh, <laughs> the, so the, I like see, I like cedar elm. <laughs> I don't know if y'all do or not. Uh, oh yeah, cedar elms. I like pecans, but I know. The, uh, but I got lots of pecans. It's a state tree. It is. And ours was prolific. Man. Good. It, it, was, uh, it, was, within, it was within Hildebrand. Mm-hmm. That's how close it was My to the city. Chinese pistache is prolific, too. Yeah, I know. You don't like it. I've never seen Chinese pistache or the... Uh, or oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's I'll have to Google it. Fast oh. growth. Okay, I know you have said that too, but, but and the shape is yeah, it's, very nice. it automatically. Yeah. I liked mimosas for a while until you told me, oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and I did see them as we were driving back from Alabama. They are oh. all over the south. Are they blooming? 
Yeah, they're pretty. Oh, they're killer. But yeah, they are. Did you say they're an inv- invasive? No, yeah. Sort of trash tree. Well, and it depends and on your do. area too. You know, we American uh, sycamore does really well. It's a good tree some places, but it's not here. No. Whereas Mexican sycamore does fine here. So. No. <laughs> It'll be. That'll be a good topic. Good. But uh, hopefully that certain people won't uh, won't tune in. Oh, who? Like who? Like Johnson City Joe on the China Bears. Oh, on the China Bears? Okay. <laughs> the interesting thing about that Chinese pistache is before we put it on the market, I uh, John Fannick, uh, he, he was a big promoter of uh, Chinese pistache. And uh, I... I Ask him was it invasive, and so he took me to the uh, USDA uh, site on the south side, where they had planted uh, uh, Chinese pistache years ago. I'm talking about eighty or ninety years ago, and the original trees were there, but no seedlings in the ditch. Hmm. So I said, "Well, it's been there that long, and there were male, there were mo- mostly female trees down there. So it had to have produced seed. I don't, I don't know what's going on in my backyard." Yeah, well, that's what I bring that up in the uh, article about um, that there is there, there's some evidence that there is invasive in some situations, and would be might be. Desirable, more desirable if we could get the male tr- male trees because yeah. we'd have all that that nice shape and everything yeah. without the threat of uh, yeah invasive seed yeah. But and Greg Greg's got one. He's he's developed a male pistache yeah, okay. that has good fall color, but it's not on the market yet. I l- I like the the fact that the. So we'll the have bird, that, the, the birds, birds like the female mm-hmm. production. Oh yeah, they go nuts, man. I think that's what spread them all over my neighborhood. But uh, the interesting thing is, the ones that have berries, uh, the the red berries are sterile. They don't have. They won't germinate. But the black ones, the ones that are black, will germinate. And you see birds. Flying off from the tree when you're fooling around the tree, that have harvested the black, and then they have that bathroom problem that no. they have <laughs> on fence lines and in trees. But uh, the, those red berries, uh, there's a tree out toward uh, Larry Stein's place out at uh, uh, Rio Medina, and I stopped and took a picture of it. It was just beautiful red in the fall from those berries. So, the uh, we need to do a show too on on trees you wish you would grow here. Oh, well, Japanese well, maple was a question. List. Yeah, Japanese maple was oh, one. Oh yeah. That, uh, did time. you get a question about that last week, or was that Calvin? Somebody got a Japanese. Oh, we get yeah, about every once a month. We that get poor that. man's heart was broken. He wanted a Japanese <laughs> maple. And they're and pretty, he, and he wouldn't take no for an answer. Is that? Oh, you were talking to him. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I talked to him for thirty minutes after the show. Oh, okay. 
Well, you ran off and left me uh-huh. alone. Okay. Remember that? I do remember. I was uh, I was literally running. Uh, okay, gotta go. Uh, <laughs> you were kind of rude to that poor gentleman. No, he was he was getting his question he, answered he, by you. He was gonna. Was he gonna try? He's gonna show me. Oh, he was gonna plant one anyway. Yeah. Could you do it in a container? Is it the soil or the te- yeah, or the, the soil climate? And temperature. You can do it for a little while, little while in a container. Okay. If. If you're skillful and you're very conscientious in watering and yeah. drainage is good enough. You have to grow like a blueberry. Oh, with your half. Uh, mm-hmm. It's tough. Half and half. Yep. All right. We'll take a break and come back in a moment. Our phone number is 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Give us a call. Be a part of the show. Tell us what's going on in your garden and world. Come on out to Millburgers and ask your question in person. Back in a moment on 9.30 a.m., the answer. Millburgers Garden, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer. We go all the way to Johnson City for Johnson City Joe. I knew we'd, we knew we'd get him stirred up. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the show. Trace is up here on the porch with us, too. Well, good. I got another. All together, he got one. What's that? All together, he's got, we got one. Oh, that's mean, Joe. You don't got to do that. We've been nothing so but nice to you Trace, for years. Trace came up there, so he knows. He he'll, he'll know this answer also. I yeah. noticed Calvin is uh, he's eliminating the mulberry tree. Now this is important to me because I've got one of these urban wildlife uh, refuge things, and I was going to plant one for the birds for the mulberries. But uh, Calvin does not recommend the mulberry tree. Now, I don't recommend it for a shade tree, but if you go to my la- go to my landscape, I've got three planted oh. for the exact same reason you do, Joe. Okay. Did you plant them? Yeah. You planted them? I planted them. I had one up front, and it was getting beat up and old and branches breaking. Mm-hmm. So my compromise with Judy was that I'll take that one out, but I'll plant three kind of in secluded parts of the landscape. And, uh, and I'm with you, though. That is, that's one of the most uh, interesting uh, uh, trees to have if you're trying to attract birds. Yeah, what but color also is the your fruit is, it's The fruit itself is uh, tastes good, even if you won't no. eat it. I mean, yeah, was, so I was I wondering s- why you were eliminating it. You're just eliminating it for a shade tree. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to plant it for a shade tree. Uh, uh, I try. I tried in the article next year, uh, next week. I tried to make that point on for a mulberry for. Chinese pistache, even a hackberry. Hackberry is uh, uh, the birds. I mean, it's the the major uh, berry 
source for a lot of our bird population. Well, but, I but have it's to not, admit it's this. Not a desirable. Get, catch, I have to admit this, Calvin. I'm going to get hell with it. I cut all of my hackberries except for one that I leave for the birds. I'm proud of you. Yeah, that's so good. I keep one hackberry. I'm not a. I'm not a total nut. Just a little bit. <laughs> so I don't keep one. All of my still becomes a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my but, question uh, is, why not plant a fig? If you want a more fig? Berry, plant, plant a fig. That way you get to enjoy some, and you let the birds have some too. Oh, I've got figs. I was really proud. I didn't think my figs would come back. I've got five fig trees in my yard for me and the birds, and uh, the, the figs have come back. Now, I didn't get any fruit this year, but they've come back vigorously. I thought they were goners after the freeze. We had so, uh, we had one listener today, I don't think, got on the radio with us, but, oh, he's the one that kind of caught me when I was oh, going yeah. to get the corn. Yeah. Now, he, he hadn't had figs for five years, and we were trying to figure out, you know, we obviously identified the freeze, but he was pruning them this time of the year every year. He says, He says, I finally got some figs on there. You know, and Jerry, it was that remnant mm-hmm. population we've talked about all these years. Yeah. Yeah, it never gets ripe. Uh, well, I hardly ever prune my my fig tree. Uh, that's, I think that's don't, a desire. Don't let, don't let David hear you say that. Uh, I'm on ladders to get fruit. Oh yeah. I well, I so, have that problem. I got two teenage grandsons that still like to climb. So, so what's and your I got what's a your opinion? I bet a limb over with. Do you have an opinion on Chinese pistache? Yeah, I I think they're very beautiful. I don't know anything about them being a uh, tree that, that is a trash tree, though. I don't know anything about them. I just think they're very pretty. There you go. So okay. I don't know. Well, another, Who, who's bad talking Chinese pistache? <laughs> and that's another Jerry. tree that... Uh, dang, it, dang it, Jerry. <laughs> another tree that the birds love too. Yeah. Oh, okay. What color yeah, the birds is your... like that too. Also, I guess it's because I. I guess do they spread their seeds? Well, in my yard, I've got a big one that I love and has a lot of berries, and it's just like the mulberry. You know, when they're ripening, the the tree is just alive with the birds. Mm-hmm. But I haven't had any spreading, but Jerry has had a huge amount. Maybe the birds come all the way over to my house. I don't know well, why they I don't think your tree's just cursed. <laughs> you don't have any leaves in your yard. <laughs> the, well, whatever bad can happen. The roaches, they fight them off. The roaches, yeah, have. There you go. <laughs> Joe, what yeah. color is your car or truck? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. He I, is, got a green, I got a green, I got a green, I got a green 1998 Diesel. Okay. All right. I just wondered if you had a white, you're getting, you, could, you could make it purple. Oh, yeah. Mulberry poop. Yeah, that, you're make getting, sure you don't park, park underneath it. <laughs> all right. There you yeah. Go. You're getting I've close to having that. an antique with that car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to plant this in a place where nothing should get any anything on it. But you know what that means. 
Yeah. It probably will be a problem. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, no, mm. I was just wondering about that one. I do have a question. Okay. My blue sky vine did not bloom. Now, I was, I was even, it has bloomed, but not like it usually does. And I was even surprised it came back from the freeze. The blue yeah. sky vine. Y'all know what yeah, I'm talking it, about? Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful plant. It's beautiful. Well, I, don't, uh, I, I don't think it's unusual for you to expect it to have a limited bloom because of that freeze. Right. A lot okay. of injury. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't do any fertilizing because of the freeze no. on anything, on any of my trees or anything. Yeah, that probably wouldn't have helped. The sky vine. It wouldn't have helped it. I thought, well, no. maybe it might be more damaging. Uh, no, it, it, it'll come back next year, next spring. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, anybody who's, of course, you know I, I like vines. Yeah. But if anybody doesn't have one, they need to get a blue sky vine. Yeah. It's, it's they're, magnificent. They're, have you ever, have you ever had them solo? I, I think I have some now. I have to go double check. I'm pretty Is sure. But, yeah. uh, What's that, another name for them, Joel? Do you remember? No, I, I only know them by that name, Blue Sky Vine, or yeah, Sky that, Blue Vine, or whatever. <laughs> that was a favorite of Paul's, too. I think. Yeah, a favorite Paul of John Fannick's, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, You're you good. can't go wrong with it. And after <laughs> that, uh, it got down to zero up here, degrees. I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to lose everything. But, you know, I've been surprised. Most of my stuff has come back. I haven't done a lot of trimming on anything yet because I was just kind of looking at it. But uh, a lot of my stuff came back that I thought wouldn't. And, uh, uh, the, yeah, did it, freeze, right. did it freeze the rocks up there? <laughs> yes, yeah. Did they, come, did they come back? Maybe that was yeah. the installation. So uh, oh. I follow y'all's advice on that. Oh, okay. no, Joe! <laughs> don't get ex- don't get excited about cutting things back oh, too okay. soon. I think people did. did get too excited, yeah, oh, and they yeah. cut a lot of things back that they shouldn't have. Yeah, some, well, we some people thought uh, kiss it goodbye on a lot of things. Uh, they, yeah, they, they were yeah. just saying that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Jerry. Uh, we had uh, we had two or three this more uh, Saturday that had, oh, the, uh, yeah we're kind of exploring. They said they cut it way back, and then suddenly now everything is sprouting. Yeah, yeah. It's coming back. Thank well, you, Joe. Like Always it, good to hear from you. Even my sago palm, which I yeah. thought was a goner. Oh yeah, it, it's a good it came back. Was, see, was, see things came back uh, like. We were zero degrees here. <laughs> no, I, I don't think people knew what to expect. No. no we are just I, all kind of in the same boat. So I still have a lot of trimming to do. Yeah. But, right. uh, thank you, Joe. Thank well, you thank y'all in. for what y'all do. Y'all make, we enjoy. I'll tell you what, y'all make the weekend. All right, well, thank you. Well, uh, get ready to participate next weekend. Yeah, you Joe. call in and give whoever heck. I, sus- I suspect bear. we'll have a lot of discussion. Uh, on right. the trees, yeah. On shade trees, yeah. I still think if you can do something with the china berry, if y'all could breed a, 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 a non-fertile china berry tree, it would be a big seller. 
Also, you can, if you do, if you want to do something with it, cut it down at the ground. Well, uh, I've done it. Cut down and stump killer. <laughs> well, uh, cutting it down after it's 60 feet tall <laughs> is the best. Is that kind of hard? Well, it's got to be You know where you start there? You start at the that, top and you bring got, it there. They got freeze damaged. Oh, uh, uh, quite uh, a few of them. Hey, Calvin. Right. You yeah. have to start at the top Oof, and bring that. them down. Who's going to get up in the top? <laughs> I had a picture. Not, I not me. You, I ain't getting in the top. I, I sent you a picture of a tree monkey on one of mine that's about that tall. And he started at the very, very top, and he brought it down limb by limb. Huh. See, I would be a little afraid of the of that type of tree because of the the wood. It's brittle. Not depend- yeah, it's not dependable. Well, the arbiter had... Uh, had insurance. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Well, you you don't, Joe. Yeah. So don't. No, I don't. I'm, uh, I sent the pictures to y'all, and claiming that it was at me at first, but somebody caught on that I couldn't do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. You take care. We'll Bye-bye. talk to you next Thank week. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We just got a couple minutes. Can I do a weird weird shout out? Sure. I hope she doesn't get angry. This is a shout-out saying hey to the woman who just walked back to the, the restroom here at Millburgers who was waving her phone in the air going, I'm listening to you. I'm oh. listening to you. Uh, so, hey. You had me confused for a second. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She'll especially like that when you're talking to her in the bathroom. Yeah, uh, she's listening to us in the restroom. <laughs> All right. Trace, we just got about a minute and a half left. So, should have a good selection of vegetables this week. All right. Including Swiss chard. And, and hopefully spinach. Well, and antlers. We do have antlers. We do have antlers. All right. Did so I tell spinach you and I had stocks. More stocks had. coming in or just while supplies last? Yeah, yeah. so while supplies last. Okay. Think More cyclamen coming in because I don't think, think you have room. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's room. <laughs> okay. I think he was going to stock up. Man. It's an illusion. Uh, it's an illusion, Milton. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty. Yeah. yeah. And they're on sale. Will you announce the winner of the uh, the contest next uh, next Saturday? Next Saturday, I saw a lot of people voting over there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there, somebody do we announce the winner too, or you'll already have called them by that time? We'll, we'll already Uh-oh. Okay. That rod. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna say goodbye for today, but we want to wish you and your family a safe and happy Halloween uh, and encourage you to come by Millburgers and visit with them and uh, to find out about Spinach Call on Tuesday. What do you think? Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. All right. We'll see you next week on The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.